Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. All right, here we are, um, about halfway through the book. Yes, we're going to spend two weeks on this chapter. One of my favorite chapters, uh, allow me to let all of you know, that this may be a tad bit difficult to receive uh, because if you are poverty on the road to poverty a loser someone who lies to yourself constantly but you do these little subtle lies the you know, I'm trying. How many of you use try all the time? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm getting better. If you do anything like that, this chapter is going to be a bit difficult for you. I'm not sorry that it's going to be difficult for you because I want to help you move pretty fast forward quickly. But I do need to tell all of you that it's going to be a tad bit rough because this chapter is real. It hits us where it hurts. It, you're gonna find out your geographical location, whether that's on prosperity or poverty. There are only two roads, prosperity or poverty. Say that a different way. You're only always moving towards your dreams or from, or towards your dreams or towards poverty. Everybody receiving that? What I'm going to do is I'm going to do this big, big old conceptual. Actually, no, that's not. We're going to go from the book a lot, okay? We'll do the big old conceptual next time. So let me give you some immediate things you need to write about decision. And then we'll, and then get ready because I'm going to need you to read some of your books from the quote. Quotes from the book. There we go. Got it back. Got it right now. Lack of decision. A lack of decision which equals procrastination is on top of the list for the reasons of failure. Should you fail all the time, it is because of a lack of decision. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just stop right there again and let me I feel the energy telling me to say this one more time. If you 
struggle with any form of arrogance. What is that? Not receiving new information. If you lie to yourself in any way, if you are working on introspection, self-development, self-awareness, and you're ready to go forward, this class is going to hurt. This chapter, I didn't write it. I'm only the facilitator giving it to you, okay? One of the top reasons for failing is lack of decision. Napoleon Hill says at the beginning of his book that Andrew Carnegie gave him like 43 more seconds because had, had he not made a decision to do what he was asked to do within a minute, he would have withdrawn the great opportunity that made Napoleon Hill not only rich, not only famous, but have a legacy that we still talk about today. Ladies and gentlemen, we talk about Napoleon Hill as equally as we talk about the Bible. By we, I mean the world. Seriously. A lack of decision is the reason why most of you are failing. Someone give me, someone give me some ways we have lack of, lack of decisions. Anybody. Give me it's so many so many possibilities how we do a lack of decision. Let me hear some. Indecision. It's the same thing. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Um, lack of decision. Oh, what? I don't know. You 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 decide. Yeah, you put it off on somebody else. That's good. Putting it off on something, someone else. Deanna's next. Let me say something. I said indecision is the same thing. Let me clarify that. It is. It's of the same family. Indecision is more of stuck between decisions. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the wor one of the things worse than procrastination. And there is something worse than procrastination. That's having too many options. One of the things worse than procrastination having too many options. Indecision is when you can't decide which one you want to do. How many of you can't decide which one you want to do? Raise your hands, know who you are, and know that your harvest can't decide which one it wants to go to. Okay, go ahead, Deanna. Give me another example. Wanting to have all of the information before making the decision. Very good. Wanting to have all the information Hold on, we'll wait till we clear this line. Thank you. One, wanted to wait till we have all the information. All of you intellectuals, all of you knowledge people. There are, would you like to know the only reason why that happens? There's only one reason. I, you, you can disagree with me, but it wouldn't work. There's only one reason why you would want all the information. There's only one reason. Go ahead. Control. Okay. Control comes from this reason. No, no, control is a great answer. It comes from this reason. Okay, being a perfectionist is actually low self-esteem, and that comes from this reason. Let me hear someone online. Here's someone online. What is the only reason why you would pause in the middle of something until you get all the information? Something, it's a habit. Okay, habit. This habit comes from the same reason. All of you are right, but what you're doing is you're, you're, you're listing the side effects, not the cause. 
Okay. Oh. It is, it's, it's equivalent to you saying what well, the wind is, I mean, excuse me, the, the leaf is blowing. The leaf is blowing. You're absolutely right. But something's blowing the leaf. You can't see it. It's the wind. I'm trying to get us to the wind in this illustration. Lack. Who else? Oh, did, did I hear lack? Yeah. Okay, lack comes from this same reason. The unknown. Say it again. The unknown. Okay, and Phil, Phil hit, hit, that's it, that's it. Phil's absolutely right. And whoever said the unknown, it, it was the same thing. You would have been given the, the, the side effect. It is fear. The only reason why you need that information is because you're actually afraid of something moving forward. You are afraid of looking stupid. Let me just pause right here. Ladies and gentlemen, your fear of looking stupid is costing you a lot of money. Okay? When you need that information, and we'll justify we will. We'll justify. Well, you know what? I just I'm 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 a I'm a knowledge person. I just need to have. I mean, you, you hear me say, for example, you, you, I just need to have the information so I can move forward. We'll justify. It's fear. It's fear of I can't fully commit to something because I'm going to fail if I don't have all these things in my head. It's a fear of failure, which Napoleon Hill is going to break down. The when Chantel said lack. It's also fear of poverty. That's actually one of the fears, Chantel, fear of poverty. It's actually one of them. Antonio? Yes. This Talisha, can I mention something? By all means, please. Okay. Uh, I'm you this is definitely for me. As soon as you start talking, I realize this is this is I am right here right now dealing <laughs> with that. And I wanted to when you say give example, I wanted to give my example, but I did it. Because <laughs> you were afraid. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> um, but I wanted to say, I am. What's the A stand for with the bank? Action. Action. I am action. But my knowledge only comes when I'm afraid. Hmm. Interesting. Why? So you will. You're willing to, well, why is that? Because you're afraid. Okay. What, what you most likely suffer from is the fear of poverty or the fear of criticism. Because without even letting you finish, it's coming from one of those places. I'll give you an example of both, then I'll let you tell me where you're coming from. Fear of poverty is strong. Some of us don't want to fail because we don't want to lose. We don't want to take risks because we don't want to lose because we've been broke before or we saw our parents broke, whatever it may be. We don't want to lose what we have. Human beings are real funny. The moment a human being gets enough, whatever enough is, it could be enough prestige, enough fans, enough politics, enough lobbying, enough girlfriends, enough boyfriend, whatever enough is to whatever this person desires. We, most times, unless you have learned behaviors to override this, we naturally protect it. Once we get enough, we go into protection mode and we don't risk our reputations to help people, the generations before, I mean, after us, because we're too busy protecting. I can't take that risk. <coughs> I'll lose my job. I can't stand up. How many of you right now have seen someone argue in the street, some woman like she was in danger and you said it's none of my business. 
at some point you've done something similar. Maybe not that, but something similar because you had enough life and you protected it. Get it? Once we yeah. think, once we get to the point where we have enough, we stop risking it or leveraging it and we go into protecting it. All right, so that's fear of poverty. Fear of criticism is exactly what it sounds like, but it manifests itself in so many different ways. So many different ways. For me, I used to be afraid that the more I succeeded, the more people would expect me to help people of where I come from. Some of you have a fear of criticism that some, some of you, uh, some of you, I know some, some of you on this call, I coach you. Some of you on this call are so afraid to succeed because your mom will feel a certain type of way that you did it before her. That you lived your dreams and she did not. Okay, just, just, I coach you. Some of you are afraid that if you allow your husband to live his dreams, he's going to run off with someone else. Some of you just afraid to be criticized, period. Here's how you know when you're afraid to be criticized. Can't nobody criticize you. That was simple, wasn't it? Pretty simple. How many of you take feedback well? Now, here's the deal. Most, anyone who suffers from fear of criticism, you're going to lie. You know why? Because you don't want to tell the truth and be criticized, so you're going to lie. That's <laughs> <laughs> just the way it works. You're going to lie. If you can't take constructive feedback, if you're always correcting people, you suffer from this, this fear of criticism. The people who always correct, they never want to be corrected. So they put themselves always on the side of right. We got, we, most of you, I, I, there's many of you on the phone call like that right now. Many of you right now have so many standards. Where do you think those standards come from? Some of you right now, I can't, mm -mm, can't do that, can't do this, can't do this, can't, can't, can't work with me if you're this, can't be my customer if you're this, 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 this. You got a whole bunch of standards. You know where that comes from? It's fear. Because you, someone mentioned control. You're so afraid of failing, you have to control the issue. Let me tell you what you do when you control. Actually, let me give you my definition of fear, and then it would lead into control. My definition of fear has four parts. This is mine. I didn't read the book anywhere, but it works for me. Fear is the hypothetical conversation you're happening in your head. about something that is never going to happen. That keeps you paralyzed in your present. I said four, I meant three parts. Three parts. It is the hypothetical conversation that happens in your head. That's never gonna actually happen. 
that keeps you paralyzed in your prison. I'll break all three of those down. It hasn't happened yet, y'all. That's the hypothetical part. What you are giving all your energy to is something that you're making up. It is some outcome that you're saying, if I do this, she's going to, this is going to happen. Or this dog is going to bite me or this, 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 whatever's going to happen. It's something that hasn't happened yet. It's a hypothetical situation. Not to you. Not to your auto-suggestion because you let it in your subconscious. For you, it's as real as day. It's hypothetical. What does this hypothetical thing do? It makes you start making up events that never will happen. Some of y'all are afraid to ask for a pay raise because your boss is going to yell at you and fire you. You know that's never going to happen, right? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's never going to happen. He has a job too, or she has a job too. It's never going to happen that way. It's not. Oh, I'm afraid of heights because I'm going to fall. That's probably never going to happen. I'm going to fall and die. The odds of you falling and dying are the same odds of a lightning bolt hitting a tree and landing on your head. But to you, it's real. And what does this fear do? Pauses you in your present. For the conversation that's not real, for the thing that you say going to happen that will never happen, you stop in your present. Most of you are not making money right now because of that. Most of you won't leave your job that you know is killing you and giving you ulcers because you have a fear that if you leave your job, you're going to be homeless. And so you stay. Can I push that further? Most, some of you won't even get off Social Security. Some of you are afraid to make money because they told you if you make a certain amount of money, you'll lose your Social Security. But that don't make no sense. If you're making a certain amount of money, you don't need your Social Security. But you have a fear of poverty so strong, you're saying if I make a certain amount of money, it's going to run out. Wish I had somebody. I used to have a huge fear. Actually, I didn't even know it was a fear. I used to treat money like it was always going to run out. Here's how you know if you treat money like it was always going to run out. How many of you are afraid to check your balance online? Yeah, you're one of these people. Or when you go to the ATM, you pray that they don't show your balance on the screen because you ain't got time for it. So you ain't got time for that. 
or you hit no receipt because you ain't trying to see it, so it also your move. You are afraid of money running out. And so money always treats you like you fear it. Some of you won't give, you won't risk your social security with your God-given gifts because if you lose your social security, then what are you going to do? Yeah, go make more money. But for you, since you have the fear of poverty, boom. You won't risk your social security at all. Nah, I'm not telling you not to get your hard-earned money that you earn. That you earn? No. Or maybe it's not social security. Maybe it's retirement. I don't know. Don't care. Point is, you're letting security, the illusion of security, they call it security theater. You're letting the illusion of security keep you paralyzing your present. Why? Because you have a fear, Talisha. Hello? Yes, just helping you? Yes, definitely. Good. Thank you. Good. Any more questions there? No. Okay, she said, no, you're beating me up too much. <laughs> Chantel has a question. <laughs> Go ahead, Chantel. I love how you just pushed it even deeper and deeper and kept going deeper because in the beginning, I'm, I was thinking, you know, like, yeah, you know, I felt that I was willing to give that up. I was willing to give that up. But as you go deeper, you realize that there's there's levels to this. It's, it's continuous. You have to keep on letting go of things such as security. It's not just the, you know, the one thing or just maybe even the next thing. It's many things that have to come up that you've got to be willing to let go of to get to the other side. So that was that was deep. I appreciate you. In fact, I'm glad you said that. So I'll talk to people as young as you. I just talked to the older crowd with Social Security. So what's, what's the younger crowd version of Social Security? Food stamps. And you know if you make so much money, they're going to take your food stamps. Oh, my God. It's $40 a month. I need that. What you say, Chantel? They want to know what you said. Nothing. Nah, I ain't say nothing. I got my name on line. I ain't say that. <laughs> no, no, like you know, I just said you you find any way to I find myself <laughs> finding any way to make it seem like it's okay. It's okay. And and then or even if it's something small, like I'm only getting this much. <laughs> 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 All right, put take my video off now. <laughs> No, no, no. Keep it on because Tempest is about to bless you. I'm going to mute my mic. Tempest had this battle and Tempest overcame. Well, I don't want to tell you that. Tempest is going to bless you. Let me mute my mic. So I was on food stamps and I was doing whatever it took to keep XX amount of dollars hitting my car every month. And it came, it was like, it was like, not being funny it was like crap like whatever it takes to get this okay so y'all need proof of something let me create something so i can show you i got proof just so i can get it and it became to a point to where i was addicted to make sure i got it and so i woke up one morning i was like i don't i can't run a company lying about food stamps 
I don't want to be a CEO on food stamps. So either I'm going to choose this CEO or I'm going to choose this food stamp life. And I cut myself off from the food stamps. And I ain't missed a meal. You know, I still love tacos. I still get my tacos. But I had to make a decision, ironically, to stop depending on what was dependent, you know, because eventually that was going to run out. Eventually, you know, I got tired of hustling my way for food stamps, and I wasn't hustling for my business. Had to let that go. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to be quiet here for a second. I'm going to let free questions go to what she just said, because someone is struggling right now. That's exactly what she said. She actually came to me first and said, you know what, Tony, I, I've got to leave on. This is when we were starting. We were, we were not making money, but we're just about to. And she said, you know what, I, I, got a pop. I haven't been all in with you. And I have to let go of these this food stamps. I do. So I'm going to be quiet here. And whoever that hit, and you, you don't have to admit your situation, but and, and it don't have to be food. It could apply to another situation. BJ had his hand up. Okay, good. So we go BJ, BJ first, but whoever that hit, let's go. You can have, talk to Tempest. Hello? Can y'all hear me? Got you. We hear you. Okay, yeah, because that's, 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 that's right on it, man. Because uh, my situation, I ain't, I ain't got no, no food stamps, no uh, security, but. I sure so like the hustle. It be it, it's it's hard to sit down and, and focus on writing, on studying, on all the things that we need to do to, you know, what I'm saying develop this this skill for what's coming out. Because I always get caught up hustling. It's like okay, I'm working on this thing, do, but then I, while I'm sitting there on the computer or writing or reading, I'll be like, man, I need some money because you know I got you have money. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. I say, man, you can be the king, but you so skin a soldier. I'm like, man, it's it's. But yeah, I, I feel you all the way on that. Like it's it's a it's a real addiction to that security, to being able to go in my pocket and handle this or handle that, or just just having cash and taking advantage of the hustle. Cause boy, they be hustle opportunity out here, and I like cash right now. Yeah. I I mean I can't I can't say anything because that was me. I I wanted to eat and I wanted to eat without putting my all into a business. So hustling for food stamps. And don't, I'm saying this, but don't let my journey become your standard. If you comfortable with food stamps, be comfortable with food stamps. But for me, my journey, where I was headed and where I want to go, I couldn't depend on it another day. It was eating me alive. It was waking me up. And it was like, either you're going to go this way or you're going to go that way. I'm not knocking food sales. I'm not knocking Social Security. Like, like I said, for my journey, that was necessary to cut that off. But, again, don't let my journey become your standard. If you cool with where you are, you cool with where you are, and no judgment, no hard feelings. But I had to make a choice because it wasn't serving me and my journey and where I wanted to go.
the amount of energy I was putting into getting food stamps, I should have been putting that into my business. Ooh. I should have been putting that towards my goals. I should have been putting that towards something else. Go ahead, Tintel. Mm. I feel like I'm the only one on this call right now. I ain't even lying. But you know what? What just hit me was when you said the amount of energy won. And I mean, hey, we here, we family. I feel this. And I, what just hit me that I, that I never thought of was when you are putting in that work for a limitation, think of all that limited energy you're putting out into the world. And I never, I did not think of that. I, I'm so blessed for this call right here because, yeah. And like the car go missing. <laughs> like laughing but I'm in tears I'm crying right now because I can like wow I bet no no I feel that but I want to make that point to say that amount of limited that amount of lack when you step into that office when you do that paper that that you're putting out there mm -mm, mm -mm. yeah yeah that's my thought I like what you said hustling for limitations instead of allowing abundance like it takes nothing to attract abundance but i had to <laughs> i mean i'm not trying to put all my business out there but i was creating documents y'all i was falsifying documents to get food stamps instead of allowing abundance so imagine had i stopped wasting energy for limitations and just allowed the abundance to come to me you know i mean Filling out paperwork and having them call and call you at a certain time and tell them, hey, make sure you say this, 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 and that, but make sure you don't say that part. And for what? For for what? Yes, it helped. But it helped me become, it helped me be in poverty, but it helped me become um, dependent on a government that shaky anyway you know what i mean it made me dependent upon something that could be snatched from me at any time that i have to do so much work for to get so little instead of just allowing the abundance to come to me which took no energy that, that didn't serve me and i i that didn't serve me and i had to make a decision you know what that I, I can't allow that to continue. I can't keep, you know, I just, I didn't want that for myself anymore. And it happens. And again, I'm not knocking food stamps. I'm not knocking help. I'm not knocking assistance, but I'm knocking going through so much to get so little. <laughs> Hustling for limitations, as Chantel said. I, I won't forget that because that's what I was doing proud of it proud of the food sales hidden on the eighth of every month couldn't wait to go to h-e-b and kroger on the eighth 
because I knew we didn't need to sell. I can get the whatever, whatever the food story is. I, I didn't need to sell if I can get the name brand stuff because I, I was balling like that. <laughs> Name I can get the name brand stuff. I didn't get. I didn't have to go down to the bottom shelf. I can. Eye level was where I was at. But for what? <laughs> for what? Get real Kool Aid. Saying I'm a boss, but being an employee that wasn't working for me. And I had to check. I had to check myself. Is this the life that you want for the rest of your life? And you know what I heard Antonio say on a call one day? He said it, and I was like, man, I'm going to hang up. You can't, your kids can't inherit what you're hustling for. Can't inherit your Section 8. Can't inherit your food stamp. And I don't have kids right now. But what I'm going to pass down to somebody? What? How can I be on stage telling people, you know, <laughs> the, the money going to come and all this going to come? And I'm dependent on food stamps. I, I felt like a fraud telling people to step out on faith, but I'm putting faith into Texas Department of Health and Human Services. I couldn't. I couldn't go another second. You can. You can take back a little fast. Can't do it no more. You helping somebody today? Anybody? The FBJ say tell it. Anybody else have a, a transparent conversation you want to have with Tempest, who who admitted <laughs> admitted committing a felony on a recorded line? <laughs> Anyone? I, I'll I'll share. Jump in there, Marjorie. There were um, a few things that I heard, and what I recognize and I, I'm really very transparent as a rule and what I recognized was the fact that um, I always give very reasonable and logical reasons why I stay wherever I am for example the health benefits that I get as a result of staying where I am and with two pages of some very serious diagnosis, that could be very legitimate. What I get though, and what I'm hearing is the importance of not allowing the excuses, though legitimate, outweigh my desire for financial abundance. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other thing was that as a child, I was extremely criticized and abused with words and the resistance to criticism that I perceive as being non-constructive or invalid is real for me. However, if it's constructive criticism, I'm good and I can go with it. But that also is based on perception. And so it's something that um, I endeavor to be to be that which I want in my own self and within my clients and so forth and so on. However, everything is relative. And if, if somebody who's bringing it is believing that they're doing or saying something constructive to me and I see it as destructive or invalid, then it becomes an issue and it goes back to something that's stuck in the subconscious that I'm bringing up and out even in this moment. At the same time, it needs to be legitimate for me. 
but I, I recognize it. I love it when it's something I feel is legitimate. And I think we have to understand that oftentimes we're at different levels of consciousness and one person's level of awareness may be different than another person's. And so what they see as criticism or, or as constructive criticism may be just the opposite for the recipient. So those were things that I'm chewing on. And I know when basically Antonio is kind of talking to me when he's not talking to me. So it's kind of like that connection. <laughs> and Tempest, I love your transparency and how you say, hey, this is what it was, but edit that out because I do want my child to be able to be here with us. <laughs> but that was beautiful for that transparency. And you too, Chantel, especially. Yeah, it's so. all right. The statute of limitations already passed up. Right. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> Thank you guys for sharing. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for always being on the call. We, we, in fact, let's just celebrate Marjorie. You know, she's should be should have IVs hooked up to the neck. Right. She still be on the call. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely appreciate you. Okay, you. so let's let us recap what we just discussed this thus far because it's been powerful. We only discussed one line from the book. Can anybody see what where it's at in the book? Only discussed one line so far, and that is a lack of decision and procrastination is on the top of the list for reasons of failures. First paragraph of Think and Grow Rich chapter, well, it depends on which version you have, but it's in the decision chapter. Okay, it's in the decision chapter. And this is important here because we just discovered some of us are using social security as security, the illusion thereof, because you haven't made a decision to bypass your income, excuse me, bypass your social security with some income. Some of us are using food stamps. It's the same struggle. If, if young folk could get Social Security, it'd be Social Security, not food stamps. Okay. Get it? When you're older, you try to get folks to Social Security and food stamps. It's, it's the same struggle. It's the same struggle. Tempest is like, man, I wish I could have had some of that right. You know, no, no. It's, it, is, it is, let's be real here. Indecision, having too many options, not being able to choose either one. Lack of decision, it lives on the road to poverty. And on that road, it's only things reinforcing your poverty condition. I'll say that again. Lack of decision, not making one. Indecision, having too many options. They're only, these things are only on the road to poverty. It's one thing. Fear, poverty. And anything on the road to poverty is only reinforcing your road to poverty. It's only keeping you there. I have, I, have a, I have a way of saying it around here now. I will admit to you, when I say it around here, I cuss, okay? Okay, well, I'm just going to admit to you right now because they don't be listening to me. But I had to say it in a real way to shock them back to reality. I have to tell them, I say, you blank blanks is too blank blank smart, okay? And, and blank is MF if you want to know, okay? You MFers are too FMFE smart. And let me tell you why I say that. But, but every time I say that, I shock y'all back into reality. The, she said no. The reason why I say it around here is because, and everyone, I'm going to zoom in myself. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. I'm zooming in. That's only, only the older generation get that. Y'all too young for that. Y'all too young for that. 
close up, <clears throat> close up. This is that. But I watch Nick at night, so I'm old. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if all y'all know is where you've been, and if you're not in prosperity, it's safe to say all you know is poverty. I need everyone. I'm gonna just pause real quick. I'm gonna let you process that. I'm gonna let you process that real quick. If all you know is where you've been, and where you've been has only been poverty, all you know is poverty. So when someone says something you disagree, you is too MFing smart. You know why? Because your smart stuff, smart self, only is smart enough to stay in poverty. So around here, I tell them, be dumb enough to listen. Be dumb enough to receive new information. Because the information you have kept your butt in poverty. Go ahead. Grace wants to say something. When I was in network marketing, I had a mentor who would be on stage at the conferences. And he said, when I you know give some advice and you know give some things for you to chew on and to write down of course you're going to disagree with me and it's what Antonio was saying of course you're going to disagree with me and he, he said and he wasn't trying to be mean but he was saying of course you're going to disagree with me that's why I'm up here on the stage and you down here at the seat of course you're going to disagree with me because you haven't had the level of success that you desire yet. So really what Antonio is saying is what my mentor in this company was saying. Of course, if you, don't, if you disagree with anything that the likes of Antonio or Tony Robbins or Oprah, you disagree with anything they say, look where they are and then reflect on where you are. I am. And there it is. Some of you are way too smart. That's why you're not on prosperity's road. I'll repeat that. Around here, I tell them, you're too MF and smart. Okay? That's fine. You can deal with the, you can deal with the cuss word. I'm not even using it, but you understand. You can deal with it. Now, watch this here. Because... I've told them something that lives on prosperity's road. And then they kicked in their poverty and then intellectually explained to me how something is not going to work. Everybody write this next sentence down. Poor people know all the ways something is going to fail. Poor people know all the ways Something is going to fail. Marjorie says, I'm going to stop me closing around. Ooh, that's not going to work. Then I say, I'm going to be a publicist. You published this. You can't be a publicist in Texas. Phil says, you know what? I'm going to be a motivational speaker that uses humor. Ah, that, that people don't want that. People want the straight truth. Don't make them laugh. I'm going to be a teacher. Ooh, child. There's a whole lot of teachers out here. Ladies and gentlemen, poor people know all the ways stuff ain't going to work. That's why 
they don't have prosperity. They're only focused on the things that won't work. Anybody that's ever been successful had no idea how anything was going to work. They only knew they was going to get it done. Mm. Mm, that did a fire on my elbows. I felt it. Say it again. <laughs> Anyone who's ever been successful never focused on how the, anyone who's ever been successful never knew how it was going to work. They just knew they were going to get it done. Yeah, I ain't got no idea how I'm going to be a billionaire. I have no idea. If I had it, I, if I had the idea, I would be a billionaire. If I knew how to be a billionaire, I'd be a billionaire. Does that make sense? If I knew it, I'd have it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I just know I'm going to get it done. Period. And I'm going to get it done by July 20, 2020. Oh, that's too aggressive. So? The universe don't get the universe is giving me a billion dollar idea right now. In a minute. My little stupid stuff just put three years on it. Or two and a half years on it. Because that's what I can believe in. Like, I don't have enough auto-suggestion in me enough to believe in five minutes from now as a bit at a billion dollars. But I could believe in it two and a half years. The truth is, this universe don't care. If I can, I can get into two and a half minutes if I had that faith. I don't. Self-awareness is a superpower. I know I don't have faith to believe in that in two and a half minutes. I do believe I can get a million dollars in two and a half minutes. I do believe that. I do believe that I can get a million dollars in two and a half minutes with no issue. I do believe that much. Billion, no. Six figures, I can throw a product out to my community and make that back. That's nothing. Make sure that you have a geographical location for your spiritual self right now. You have yourself a real moment. And I want all of you silently, I'm not here to embarrass you, all of you right now need to say or discover or ask. She telling me, I'm back now. Okay, all right. I saw Marjorie telling me, stop, 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 stop talking. Stop talking. Stop. Okay, I can see y'all. Y'all couldn't see me. All right, here's what ask yourself Am I on poverty's road or prosperity's road? Because you can't be on both at the same time. You can't judge yourself by your intentions and ignore your harvest. You can't. And let me bless you. You can, have a, you can have a harvest that has not reached you yet and still be on prosperity's road. Here's what I'm saying. Right now, all of you can change right now and be on prosperity road, but still be in your situation. 
because in your situation is not your situation. Oof, I'm starting to feel good. I'm starting to feel good. Wait a minute, I had to sit up. Come on, Reverend. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I had to, I'm starting to feel good. <laughs> you gotta watch these. You gotta watch these prepositions. Just because you in something don't mean that something has you. Right now, all of you can shift your mindset. All of you can shift your mindset and you could be in something. But since your mindset switch, it transported you to prosperity. Your harvest just ain't caught up with you yet. As a result of hearing me, you can get on prosperity road right now. You just still living in your situation. That's all. But you are not your situation. Your harvest just haven't caught up yet. <laughs> and that's okay, because that's how science works. That's how the world works. You just planted the seed. It hasn't hatched and grown back to you yet. But you'll know it. You will know when you have planted nothing but prosperity, but you're in a situation that looks like negativity. You'll know it. I'll tell you how you'll know it. You'll know in your heart of hearts that anybody talking about you just don't understand what you understand. Wish I had some folk. I mean, let me point out some real folk. You'll know that you went to Florida, then went to New York, and they don't understand. But you understand that there's something on the inside of you that you about to get paid for. I wish I had some. I wish I had a Chantel up in here. I wish I had somebody. You're gonna make me go get that Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson's dream has always been a pastor. When he stopped being arrogant and start allowing information, he didn't even have to fight or apply for a church. Come on, the church found him and said, "Please take me." Hey, shut up, Yeah, boys. <laughs> I, I, I just want you to get some. When you know what? Let me explain the pinnacle theory to y'all right now, because you, you know y'all y'all changing my class. You stay. We on we on pace, but you changing my you changing my script up. Okay, let's let's you, you get hot over there. You ready? She ready? Okay, let's. I want I want to talk to y'all now about the pinnacle theory. Okay, I was in 2012. I, I was in 2012. I was in Lakewood Church. I was interning, folding chairs and stuff. He was trying to get my learning on through, through the magnificent Joel Osteen. And, and he, to this day, he is still the, the best leader I've ever worked for. I mean, to this day, he is. You know, he's by far. He is. He is. He's, I mean, he just is. He, he just is. He's the kindest, most consistent, kindest, most consistent guy that I've ever worked for. He didn't make any of his staff. I was an intern. And he gave me all his books for free. This makes no sense. I could think of some folk that would never have done that. Never had done that. Never had done that. And I learned the pinnacle theory. I learned the pinnacle theory says all you need to do is grow up and stop trying to grow out. I'll explain. You see, if you 
listen to the advice of this world. The world's going to tell you, be well-rounded. I'm going to say, Marjorie, get you some skills. Get a lot of skills. And then get some more skills. And Marjorie, you, you, you're a little seasoned now, because you don't like over. You're a little seasoned now. Get you more skills to keep up with them young folk. And this whole time, all they're doing is keeping Marjorie skilled and poor. Because they, they're making her grow out. They, 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 Margie's a knife cutting through obstacles. They keep rounding her edges. Now she has a long spoon. She went from a sharp knife to a long spoon because they told her to be well rounded. Can I help you out, Margie? A knife has its place. You put a knife on a piece of meat, that knife will go to work. You, you, you put a knife in the jungle and you start cutting, that knife won't go to work. Make sense? But if you put a knife in a bowl of cereal, that knife don't got no purpose. It's gonna cut your gums. Why? Because you put the knife in the wrong spot. You did not put the knife in the environment that the knife can be the knife. Oof, I'm starting to get real happy now, wait a minute. Now, some of you, are spoons. <laughs> Some of your spoons, you're empathetic. You see people down, you scoop them up. I wish I had some folk. You, 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 you put people all on you and you say, let me gather you up and put you in the right place. That's a spoon. The empathetic relationship builders that every company needs. And you didn't let somebody hurt your feelings and now you're saying, see, I need to be me. Because every time I mean they listen to me, I'm going to start acting like them. How many of you have said, I'm going to act like a, a curse word? Because when I act like a cuss word, that's what they yeah. listen to. Okay, okay, okay. I got, I got every hand in here up. I'm going to act like them. And you let them turn you into a knife. But you're a spoon. You don't even have the equipment to operate as a knife. You're out of place as a knife. Now, I get that this world likes to make movies about knives. But we in the South, you mind if I give you a Southern example? If you put a spoon in a bowl of gumbo, and I know you know the folk ain't never had no gumbo, but if, if, if you put a spoon in a bowl of cereal, I think we can all catch that one. The spoon would do its job properly. So I just basically gave you the pinnacle theory and I'll give it to you even more deeper now. The pinnacle theory says as such, that this world is such a good steward of itself that if you get something of greatness and don't use it, it would deteriorate. That energy would go back into the ground in which it comes from to be used by something that was willing to use it. <clears throat> Case in point, should I have an apple in my hand and I put the apple at the edge of a desk? If I never use the apple, the apple, by second law of thermodynamics, intro entropy it will go from order to disorder this is where we get our sense of time from <clears throat> the apple will go from red or green to brown and then it goes to really big brown <clears throat> and then all of a sudden these flies and worms come out of nowhere <clears throat> and we don't know where they came from but then they absorb the energy and then something eats the flies and the worms because since 
you were too spoiled to use what the universe had in perfection. The universe gave it to the canker worms. Because the universe will never not be used properly. <clears throat> now, should you take that apple? The energy of the apple would explode in your mouth. You'll have a good apple time. And then you'll be blessed for it. Because the apple, at the height of its purpose, remember that statement, at the height of its purpose, my teaching style, when I slow down, I mean you should listen. At the height of its purpose, that apple will bless your body. <clears throat> Same example, <clears throat> different way. <clears throat> Let's say you got traffic. Here in the Houston area, <clears throat> we have a few highways you just oh. don't ever want to be down. I can list many of them, <clears throat> but let's go to what I would perceive to be the worst one, 290. 290. <clears throat> if you've never been to Houston, just avoid 290. It's been under construction since Back to the Future had part one in the 80s. <laughs> 290, going northbound, has an accident. It's a minor accident, though, Marjorie. It's a minor accident. You see, the minor, the minor accident is not at the height of its purpose. So what do you do? The minor accident is in the middle lane. People, naturally, go to the left, right lane on the feeder, they get around it. It disrupts a little bit, but no one gets out the car. People just look a little bit and they go around. Everybody got me? Margie, let's take this accident, or more aptly called car collision, because an accident implies no one is at fault. A car collision. <clears throat> And let's take this car collision to the height of its very purpose. That would be a death. Margie, the death happens in the middle lane. No more is anyone going left or right. The authorities are shutting down the highway. That whole feeder you went to to get past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's gridlock now. And let me tell you how, how crazy the accident being at the height of its purpose is. The other side, the southbound side, that has nothing to do with the accident, it's gridlock too. The, the four lanes, six lanes, and the feeder, it's gridlocked because of what happened on the other side. Okay, at the height of its purpose, the accident stopped everything and made everything come to it. Okay, then it makes sense to somebody. Let me bring up, <clears throat> let me bring up a friend of mine, call him Pastor Joe. Pastor Joe stepped inside of his purpose. <clears throat> there was 5,000 member church. They said, they said, Joe, you should sound like your dad. <clears throat> he went up there the first time and said, nah, I can't do this, I just can't do that. Joe, you should sound like this. No, no, I don't want to do that. I, I don't, I, I'm just going to, you know, fellas, I'm just going to do me. Okay, that's all. Unapologetically, whether you like him or not, he's just doing him. At the height of his purpose, he went from 5,000 members to 43,000 in the building, reaching over 120 countries millions around the world. Why? 
Because he's smart? No. Because he is in the height of his purpose, doing what he loves to do the way he wants to do it. Okay, that don't make sense to you. I know none of you are surprised that I don't make quilts. If you think I do, God bless you. You are absolutely wrong, okay? I don't make quilts. I don't even know. I don't think I've ever seen one, okay? I don't make quilts. If I tell all of you right now, if I say, y'all in my network, hey, y'all, everybody listen to ATS Companies, Antonio T. Smith Jr. I come up with the greatest landing page. I say, Marjorie, get my top five quilts. Much as y'all love me, ain't nobody gonna buy one but Tempest. Okay? That's just a, you, know, you, you understand? That's it. That's, 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 you know, she said, look, even she said, don't pump yourself up. Don't pump yourself up. Nam one of y'all, allow me that colloquialism, Nam one of y'all is clamoring to buy my quilts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now think about this for a second. If I told all of you, ladies and gentlemen, I have my friends. They're the top five quilt makers in the world. They've quilted their masterpieces. If I told y'all that, not only would it leak outside my network, but wherever I got them lined up at, a line would form. But then the line would get bigger. Why? Because at the height of their purpose, they did their best quilts. There's a line. Rubberneckers are going to say, hey, what's that line over there for? And they're going to walk over. And everybody else is going to walk over. And then walk over. And then walk over. Now it's a long line. And people 300 down the line, what would we be here for? I don't even know. They say it's like a club or something down there. They don't even know what's going on. But at the height of their purpose, we've attracted all this attention in summation. When you make a decision to be at the height of your purpose, with no apologies, write this down. You don't have to go to the world. The world will come to you. That is why I'm here. That is why my crowd continues to grow exponentially every day. Not because I am talented. <clears throat> because I am at the height of my purpose. Right now, there is a friend-ish. <clears throat> friend-ish person. <clears throat> Friend-ish. I'm, I'm their friend they are intimidated by my growth. They have no reason to be. They have absolutely no reason to be. They don't talk to me to this day, but they make lots of money from me. <clears throat> and the reason why they don't talk to me is because they are supposed to be better than me. Would you like me to break this down for you? Let me help you. See, I made a decision to find myself, my anointing, and my environment. I do what I do the way I want to do it, how I want to do it, only in the way, Marjorie, that makes me a genius. They've been doing it 
Long time. So I will say. They've been doing it long time. Okay? Now watch this here. They, I'm on their heels. I am on their heels in success and I make more money than them. This person can't handle this. Just can't handle it whatsoever. Okay? Does everybody understand what I'm saying? You know what they missed? They missed two things. They missed, I'm not in competition with them. That's thing number one. Please don't think I'm talking about me. I'm talking about y'all. If you don't believe me, I'll turn it like a preacher real quick. Okay? I'm not competing with them. You know what they miss more importantly? When you put somebody in their gift, it don't matter how long you've been doing it. They will pass you up in nanoseconds when they are operating in their gift, even though you've been doing it longer than them. Let me tell y'all something. Everybody in, everybody listen to me is smarter than a goldfish. Goldfish had a six second attention span. Smarter than a goldfish. You're going to live longer than a goldfish. Jump your butt in the water and see if you can outperform that goldfish. Oh, you can build better. You can, you, you can do a motivational speech. Because that ain't what the goldfish do. But put yourself in the fishbowl. And see if you're going to out-anoint that fish. Because when you put the fish where it belongs, that fish ain't even worried about you. Here you is going to drown trying to compete with the fish. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ain't caught what I'm saying, people are going to drown trying to compete with you if you make a decision to get in your purpose. The reason why some of you are not successful, it's not because you're ignorant. It's not because it ain't your time. Because you ain't got in your gift. I do a lot of motivational speaking. I do not do it like everybody else. I do it like me. You know why? Because I'm the only me I can be. I don't do well doing less. Doing ET. I can't sound like Chantel. I don't know nothing. I don't even wear my own clothes right. What I look like being like Marjorie starting a clothing line. I don't. Hell, I need somebody to dress me at this point. So what I look like starting a clothing line. If I start a clothing line, I am the investor. I'm gonna hire some people smarter than me. When you make a decision to be you, to be in your gift, nobody will ever pass you up. And most importantly, you won't have to ask, believe, or receive for nothing. It would just find you. Whew. Sorry. <laughs> Y'all energy was taking me there. Your energy was taking me there. Sorry. Your energy was taking me there. So since we didn't bring up too much of the book, we're just going to stay wide conceptual and we'll do the narrow side of the book next time. We're just going to stay wide. Who did that just help? I want to hear from you. Go ahead. Deanna first and whoever. Chantel second. 
and Marjorie Third. The last thing you said is stop competing and working your strengths, working your gifts, working your purpose. My entire life, I competed. I competed with my brother. I competed with my friends. I even competed with my own mother. I even find myself competing with my teammates. Because, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't confident in believing in my own gifts. there was a point in time where I actually focused on my gifts. And when I did, I felt the difference. I felt the alignment. I felt everything coming to me that I needed to do what I needed to do. And you saying that tonight reminded me that, yo, fool, you back on the road to poverty. Why you tripping? (laughs) You're right back to where you started. Because you stop working within your purpose. You stop working within your strength. You started competing again. You started competing with your brother again. You started competing with your mother again. You know, you you started competing all over again. The moment you did that was the moment you surrendered your purpose to your poverty. So thank you. You're welcome for that reminder because all it takes is a simple decision. And once that decision is made, whatever comes with that, you have to you have to allow that and you have to accept and receive that because it's part of your decision. You have to accept and receive the fact that because you decided to go out of your purpose, everything that comes with that, you have to receive that. You have to allow that. And now that you understand that, now you have to make a decision to get back into your purpose. So you can start receiving and allowing all that to come to you. You don't have to go after it. It will come to you. And I know this from personal experience. So once you start competing, you start losing you. That's it. So stop competing. Get back in your purpose. And what you need will flow to you. That's all you got to do. Thank you. I needed that reminder, boss man. Appreciate you. Chantel, you are next, lady. So many great thoughts is coming are coming into my head. And I want to say in the beginning of the journey, something I narrowed down this well when I think about the journey is staying ahead of yourself, being honest when you're not feeling like it, being honest when you're like, okay, I'm feeling good or saying I need help with this. And that's the journey keep on going, keep on going. So when you're continuously on the journey, you know, um, being real with yourself and saying, what's up, you may not have started off knowing your purpose, But as you continue to feed yourself, feed your soul, do things that make you feel good, uh, get up when you say you want to get up, brush your teeth when you say I need to brush my teeth. When you continuously do those things, you start to feel better. And when you're feeling good, you start to sit and realize what you like to do. 
And I noticed that with myself because in the beginning of this journey of want to be a businesswoman and want to be a speaker and a life coach, I was like, I'm going to teach everybody. I have a voice. I love to talk. And that's all I had, right? I love to talk. Chantel, you like to talk and you like to motivate people. But as I kept on going, I realized that I am really for minority women, young women. I, I, I've noticed that. And I've noticed that even more because now that is something that I'm working on. And even when I see young women, I'm, I, I'm just like attracted to them. I'm, I'm in a, somewhere else and a woman was talking about her daughter and she's, and her daughter's what, 19. And she's like, why won't she, why won't she, what's going on with her? All she does is this, all I'm trying to do is, and I just kept having a heart for this young girl and this what you said you know right down is when you are at the height of your purpose you don't have to go to the world the world will come to you because and let me tell you this is I, the real testimony as I have been narrowing down and stop being like stop thinking I can have it all figured out thinking I could save everybody and I could do 50 businesses as I've been just Chantel, you're here for young women. And even when people are talking to me, throwing stuff at me, I'm like, thank you, because now I know I'm for young women. I had a young girl. I left my, uh, I don't been everywhere. I left this place where I was a therapeutic support worker for adolescents. I left there six months ago. This young girl had went AWOL. She left whatever. And as I was feeling this energy, she reaches out to me on Facebook like Chantel I need you and it was right in the moment of people are feeding me things and like Chantel I need your help you can help me with this and I'm thinking like you don't want me to I, I'm not an expert in that I'm not good at that let me talk to the young girl you know what I'm saying this Chantel be quiet I'm literally saying mental keeping mental prayers in my head telling myself Chantel it's okay you don't have to answer to this just listen just listen, this is not your expertise, this is not for you. Direct them to where somebody can help them. You're here for the young woman. So that it was, it was, I had like tears in my eyes because I love this little girl. I could talk about her and our story and how she opened up to me, but y'all know what I mean. And it was just beautiful because we want to have everything figured out. We want to save the world, but that's not our purpose. We're not here, we're here to save this part of the world. The other Part of the world is for Tempest. Other part of the world is for Antonio. It's, I can't do the business thing. You know what I'm saying? But call up Antonio. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to figure everything else because then you're, you could be having those people come to you instead of blocking them out, trying to save everybody else. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Can't say Great job. No, no, no. Great job. Great job. <laughs> we, we loved it. No, no. Great job. Marjorie? I was trying to get unmuted. You know, this is um, such a powerful revelation for me, this, this entire call, because everything that I've been given as a gift, and I know that my divine design is to help change the world at exponential magnitude. And I have 
that tendency to practice it every day <laughs> that I can, as opposed to apply it. And what I recognized on this call is every time I've ever done a speech that I've written, a poem that I've created, or a song that I've sung in public, I get a standing ovation every time. And that has been frightening. I've had people put me on a pedestal and treat me like I was some cower or my potency. It frightened me. And I believe by energy, we create things. And I believe that even illness is created and sometimes created out of the fear of the successful magnitude of which we may have been divinely designed to be. I know that once I do get there, get out there and really get out there, that um, Oprah will be looking for my name. I know that, there's no question in my mind about that. And that scares me. And for the first time, I realized that my power and my potency that comes from the divine within me is within all of us and that I teach that and everyone I've ever taught that has kind of excelled, you know, <laughs> and I'm still here. And that is very interesting to me and, and I'm so excited about the revelation that came to me as you were ministering to us because you weren't just teaching, you were ministering, okay? And I love it because that's what I desire because that's where I get reached the deepest. And I, I made a decision in this moment that, and, and I've kind of lived by this in reality, that no matter what it's looking like, feeling like, tasting like, because senses are irrelevant, but in my spirit, in my faith, that while I may not be able to see what's unfolding, I already live miracles. I live in one of the most exclusive neighborhoods and buildings in the city of Chicago. I drive a beautiful Cadillac. I, I have a wardrobe to die for. I have no money. <laughs> I have no money, you know, but I have the consciousness that magnetizes material things. So accept money. So that's why I can look at you guys and say, okay, these young, beautiful people are showing me that beyond the scope of physicality that I teach, that there is part of that that is necessary in order to have it because not many people are going to recognize or understand how I, because everybody thinks I'm rich, period. Nobody's going to be able to recognize or understand that I'm not because we equate evolution with dollars, which is one of the falsest things in the world. However, if we really want to get people to grow from that spiritual place, then they can recognize it if I can come up with some money, you know, because that's what they relate to. That's what our community relates to but I can create just about anything without it. And that's part of my challenge. So I'm challenging myself to have that same spirit in creating the money. So thank you guys for that. 
You're very welcome. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You had me laughing over here. <laughs> anyone else? Anyone else? Did I help anyone else? Antonio, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I sure can. It was like I was a little girl and you're standing right in my face just now. Was I was I coaching you or yelling at you? You were coaching me, but it was good. like a father. Okay, it was like good. A, I'll take that talk, one. <laughs> talking to a little girl saying, you can do it. Don't let your situation be the reason why you can't. And I was stuck in a dilemma. Um, I don't, I can't really speak right now. Well, we, we, we received, we, no, that's all right. That's all right. Don't speak in detail, but just, this is what you do. Make up a character and say how excited that character is. That went over my head. <laughs> <laughs> Talking third person with someone else's name. <laughs> okay. And then project your vague or your none too many detailed feelings on that person, just in case, you know, you're being overheard. Like okay. this here, I'll give you an example. Oh my God, Marcus would so appreciate what you just said. At first he was afraid. Right, I read in this book about Marcus. He was afraid, and in the book, he was excited. He heard he felt like a little boy, and you were his father. You get it? Okay, gotcha. All right. <laughs> There's this little puppy. I just wait. <laughs> okay. Um. No. Okay. So there was this person I met that was stuck in a situation of whether to stay in her current situation or to leave. And she had an option to leave for the sake of her child to work a job. But she gets an unexpected call today and it's saying stay, but not in your situation. And if there's other ways that you can stay, and get blessed without being where you are right now. Did that make any sense? It made so much sense that all I want to do is tell you how proud of you I am and how grateful I am to have watched you become a butterfly since April. I don't even remember how we met but I can assure you, you're one of my very favorite people here. And for absolutely no reason but you never giving up, in unison, we're going to celebrate you. Come on, everybody. Good job, Talisha. You deserve every bit of it. And the funny thing about what you just said, it's, it's not funny, it's just a phrase, but... Uh, idiotism is life has a funny way of showing up right before you give up. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that 
should you follow the follow the person of the unexpected call and whatever they are attached to you i'm pretty sure the struggle is over struggle is holding on to the solution and the problem at the same time everybody write that down struggle is to hold on to the solution and the problem at the same time once you make a decision to let go of the problem you're no longer struggling you're just holding on to your solution with a hope that blesses you. Fair enough, Talisha? Yes, I just need you to repeat that again. Struggle is the solution to what? No, struggle is to struggle. It simply means you're holding on to the solution and the problem at the same time. It's the only way you can struggle. You're indecisive and you're holding on to your breakthrough and your breakdown at the same time. That's me. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Talisha in a nutshell. <laughs> yes. Yes. No problem. No problem at all. All you need to do now is, and then this is where it comes at make a decision to only hold your breakthrough. That's it. Some of y'all can't get blessed because your hands full of all the wrong stuff. Some of you can't catch blessings because you're holding on to poison. Your hands are full. Even if you're in a situation that, that that situation doesn't serve you or that someone doesn't serve you, if you let go of the problem, that situation now serves you. If you release what... I'm trying to say this in a way that it's not so high up. They're right to get it. If you, if you forgive, Latin word means to let go. Let's do some more Latin. Make a decision means to cut off all other options. Decision to cut off all other options. Forgive to release to let go. <laughs> okay, okay. So you get it. You get it. Okay. If you cut off all your other options and then let go of what's killing you by scientific default you must arrive at your breakthrough i'll repeat it for the note takers if you cut off all other options and let go of anything holding you back you must get to your breakthrough now let's be real for some of you yes it is law Chantel's right for some of you you keep thinking that person's holding you back you keep making the outside be your struggle let me help you the outside can't even exist in your reality unless it was first on the inside of you. 
And since you can't change the outside by changing the outside, the only power that you can do is change your inside. And by law, the outside would no longer exist. Said it more simply, simply. If you simply Forgive yourself for everything holding you back. Give yourself permission to not be all together. Stop. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses, you know? If you would forgive your mom for putting you in that situation, If you would forgive your husband, your wife, it would make your life easier. But here's the problem. You're having trouble forgiving them, so I'm going to help you forgive them. From now on, you're going to say, what inside of me do they ignite when they do this? And you're going to forgive that. When he talks to me this way, when he cuts off my freedom, when she talks to me this way, when she cuts off my freedom, when the money in my account doesn't add up the way I want it to, when I, when I get in the overdraft, when I apply for a job and it doesn't work, ask yourself, what inside of me is bothered by this? And when you discover it, kindly put your hands around it and release it. And that way it will never have control over you again. Y'all ever forgiven somebody? Real deal forgiven? And they kept doing that stuff that I always push your buttons and it didn't even bother you no more? They don't even exist no more. You get a new job or they get a job that moves them out of a whole city or they die, or they disappear. They just don't matter. I'm eating my I'm I'm learning to stop letting people's presence hold me captive. You know, I forgive you, but maybe you don't move away. Maybe you don't, you know, I'm, I'm learning to forgive while you're in my presence. And it's, I'm not saying it's easy, it's a struggle. I have laid in my bed many a night and cried and like, what the heck? But I'm learning that I matter. And I'm learning that my future can't, I can't walk to my future dragging unnecessary stuff. And I don't, I don't want it anymore. You know, I don't want to hold on to, it's so much that I'm holding on to. And I don't want it anymore because what's in front of me is more important. It's more, it's necessary. And as long as I'm putting myself in my gift, and I had to write and stay in my gift because I put myself in my gift 
and then something happens and I pull myself out of my gifts. But if I stay in my gifts and stay forgiving myself for allowing the situation or for allowing myself to become a prisoner in the situation, I, I can't help but to succeed. But if I keep looking back, if I keep waking up in the middle of the night angry, if I keep sending text messages about how you got me messed up, if I keep replaying the situation over and over again, I never heal. And my, I don't, I'm, I'm sure this has nothing to do with it. Let me talk it out. My healing is necessary for the journey. I don't want to, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to come back to this. I don't want to revisit this class next year. I don't want to be here November 14, 2019, still holding on to the same stuff, still holding on to I need to do this. I, I have dreams that I want to do, still hoping that my dreams come true because I'm holding, I'm purposely holding on to what's unnecessary. I don't want to be here anymore. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to hold on to it. And I, excuse my language, I damn sure don't want to make it somebody else's responsibility while I'm not succeeding, while my company isn't working, while I'm not able to provide the way I want to provide. I'm, I'm learning to let it go. Like, we, we say that. We talk a good game about forgiveness. We talk a good game about releasing, but we don't actually do the work. I'm tired, y'all. I'm sorry. Testimony. I'm tired of holding on to stuff, tired of learning the lesson but not applying it. I'm tired of saying I forgive but I don't forgive. I'm tired of wanting to forgive. And then as soon as I see the person or as soon as the situation comes up again, I'm right back where I was. I am, y'all, I'm tired. And I said it last year and I said it again. I can't stay here. Not one more second. I can't stay in prison on purpose because I won't release. I can't do it. I can't I can't do it and I can't be around people who are holding who's holding on to stuff. I, I can't hold on to yourself and myself at the same time. I gotta let everything go and go on my journey because the journey is mine. And I can't keep looking back blaming so and so because you put me here. No, I put myself here because I allowed you to do it. I allowed you to mistreat me or I allowed you to do it or I allowed the situation to take over me. I, I can't stay here. Not one more second. I, my, my dreams, my goals, the things that I want, the things that's on my vision board, the things that wake me up in the middle of the night. Y'all, I, I can't reach out for it and drag what's holding me back. I can't, I, I get the necessity, but for me, I've had enough of holding on to what I say I forgive, but what I'm not actually forgiving. It's 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 cool to talk. It's time to put in the work. For me, that's where I am. I can't talk to nobody. I can't drag you with me. I'm not going to. But for me, if we talk a good game, I read the books. I got the knowledge, but I won't apply it. I, that's I don't accept that anymore. So I think I forgive kisses for not putting in the work. I forgive me for purposely holding myself captive. I, I forgive Tempest for not releasing like I say I release. Because Tempest is more important than what is behind me. I've already been through the pain. I've already been through the hurt. 
why do I keep purposely going backwards instead of moving forward? Why do I travel backwards on my journey? Because I want to feel pain. Because I've, I've gotten comfortable in it. I've gotten, you know, I've gotten used to the pain. I, I can't do it anymore. So I, I get it. I'm sorry. I get it. And I, I, re, I receive it. But now it's time to apply it. Because we do a lot of receiving. We do a lot of talking. But a year from now, we're in the same same place, same situation, still receiving, still talking, not moving forward. I don't want to be here next year. Let I'm, It's another lesson for me that I'm missing. It's, a, it's abundance that I can't reach for because I'm holding on to stuff that don't matter that I already went through. And I, I'm declaring it today. I can't. I can't hold on to another thing that's holding me back. Because my journey is necessary for me. My mm. journey is necessary and it's worth so much. And I know, I know it is. I know what's in front of me is so important and it's so close. But it's so close and so far away because I keep turning back. If I've done that, I've been through that, I'm I'm out of it. Because I, I can't I cannot be here twenty nineteen. I've got to move forward. I have to be an example for someone behind me, but I'm teaching them to suffer on purpose because I won't move forward. At 32 is gonna be different. I can't, I can't do it. I, I release that crap because that's what it is. It's crap that's holding me back. I release it because I want my abundance. I want my prosperity. I want to build my mom the house that she can't build for herself. And I can't I can't take care of Barbara worrying about who did what on this day. You do you, but I'm gonna do me better than you've ever done me. I I need to get that out. I, I am done holding on because it's not it's not worth it. I would like very much to offer something that I know can help you do that, Tempest, because I did it. And um, it's a program that the divine gave me that I've helped clients historically, like I said, that have excelled me. And I'd like to offer it to you as a gift and sign a full disclosure of total privacy because of your position. And we're gonna, we're gonna make it happen, baby. And I promise you, you're going to get beyond this in a way that you could not have even imagined. It's gonna grow you and blow your mind if you will accept this gift. Oh, oh. so yeah, I'll meet you, Mike. I I humbly accept it and thank you so much. I I am very grateful for it. Thank you. Yes, we'll we'll set it up tomorrow. Okay, starting tomorrow. We don't have to start tomorrow, but we can set it up tomorrow. You deserve All right. it. All right, let's clap for the gifts. Clap for the gifts. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so I'm gonna move into my closing thoughts. I know we all have plenty, plenty to say. And my my, I'm gonna ride the energy. Of Tempest, I want to. I want to. Let's 
let's catch my energy. Let's let's see all of you because I'm not going to be able to break this down in a lower level of awareness. I I have to keep it up because it won't come out any other way. So catch my energy, catch my vibration. Feel me. If you're not used to this, don't worry. Just don't try. It'll come. Okay. I want to prep the room for what I'm about to say. There we go. It's just I'm not I'm not stalling. I've got my words. Just come at my level. Okay. Here we go. In order for you, actually, I'm sorry. I've learned how to forgive anybody for any reason, present or not, work with me every day or not, sleeping with me or not, married to me or not, a parent to me or not, a mentor to me or not. And think of any other example that you and your selfishness are going to say that you don't understand. I have no issue with forgiveness. I'm not telling you I'm perfect. I am telling you, here's what I did. I recognized that everyone had the same issue. Tip has actually said it, and I'm not even sure she's aware she said it. And Coach and all of you, you said it. I'm not even sure if you're aware you said it. The reason why I couldn't forgive people is because I wanted to be right. At the end of the day, that's what it was. At the end of the day, I kept picking you up because you had me messed up. I see, I need to be right about that. I need to be right about how messed up you had me. I need to be right about how wrong you were. I need to be right about how much you hurt me, Marjorie. I needed to be right about whatever I was being a victim over. I'm not a victim. I need to be right about that too. I just needed to be right. And I needed you to be wrong. And as long as I perceive that you were not wrong enough, I cannot forgive you. As long as I could not perceive that you were not as wrong as I needed you to be to feel better, I just couldn't forgive. I have no issue with forgiveness. There's not a single person who knows me in this part of my life that would tell you that I have any issues with anybody or forgiveness. It is something I have conquered. I'm not the only person. I know plenty of people. And you know what? Their dollar amounts usually reflect it. When you, I mean, I said I, I wouldn't go be able to break this down 
Yes. You got a question? No. Okay. When you, uh, this isn't a lower, I can't take this to a lower level of awareness because this is not a low level of awareness conversation. I have already forgiven you for something you're going to do to me three years from now. I don't care. I just don't. Will it bother me? Maybe. If I'm empty that day, if I've poured out so much or if I just had something, I'm empty, it may bother me for a moment. I may say something out of line. Then I'll catch myself. And I'll wind up apologizing to you for something you did because of my behavior. Please, for the love of your prosperity, process this information. You have an issue because you're too right. When you want to be right, you make yourself better than other people. See, I come in automatically knowing I'm not better than nobody on this phone. I'm not. I'm not. I just have a habitual way of doing what serves me better. I just have a habitual way of doing what serves me better. I'm not better than you. Just every freaking moment, I'm doing something that makes me great. Decision at a time. You, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you evidence for this because there's always naysayers. If someone wants to prove me wrong, by all means, prove me wrong. I forgive you for trying to prove me wrong. I'm not tripping. But get on a phone call with me. Let it be coaching. I won't stop until you're ready to stop. Let it be a sales call. You'll never hear me try to abuse you. I'll never sell you something that you don't need. Tell me your financial situation. If I can give you a discount, I will. If I can put you on a payment plan, I will. You're never going to get me on the phone and hear me not be what I am. Ladies and gentlemen, I drink beer. I like to drink beer in every city I go into. I like to taste them all. And this Bucky's Cup. Big restaurant in Galveston, I mean, Texas, gas station in Texas. There's seasonal beer in this cup. Should you judge me? I don't care. I've been drinking this one beer for six hours. It is flat. I have no alcohol problem. That beer is very disgusting. At this point, I'm only drinking it because I spent my money on it. I see a comment. She's crazy. <laughs> now, should you want to say well, a person like him shouldn't be admitting about beer? Guess what? That's because your standards, your experience has created an auto-suggestion that puts you at odds with the confession I just made. Did you see what I just did there? Did I say you're a bad person? You suck, you judgmental, you this, you that? I said, your experience, your standards have put your auto-suggestion at odds with the confession I made. Cut me off in traffic. I'm going to say, you know what? 
Phil, Phil must be in a rush. Always joke. You can tell. You can tell how. You can tell how religious someone is when they're behind the steering wheel of a car. Honestly, I need you to get this. You have forgiveness issues because you're better than people. It's the only way. It's the only way. Anybody right now listening to me that knows me personally, that has coached with me personally, if you've ever, if you're hurting right now with someone, odds are you have done someone far worse than what you're crucifying them for. But you so doggone righteous. Oh, am I being mean? No. I'm having a very upper level of awareness conversation with you. You, <laughs> you, you're on the wrong side of this God connection thing. Your expectations are too high. And what you have done is you let your expectations run you and your righteousness and you ran somebody into the ground. <laughs> let me help you. You have done something, if you're, especially if you believe in some sort of divine, you know all the foul stuff you've done? But you know what? You weren't trying to be right when you were trying to be forgiven. You weren't. You weren't trying to be right when you were trying to be forgiven. Do yourself a favor. Stop being right. Why? Because the wealthy don't care about being right. I care about harmony. I don't need the best idea. Around here, they call Tempest the greatest CEO in the world. I have no issue with this. She is. I am not in competition with Tempest. I don't care. I just told, where is, is Brian here? Oh, you got Unmute your phone, Brian. In, in, in my closing thoughts. Unmute your phone. Hopefully he can hear me. Somebody text him. He's, he, he, he's important. He's integral. Text him and tell him I say, come to the phone. Okay, I'm here. The, okay, there you go. There you go. He had to put the baby down in his, in his beard. Yeah, actually, absolutely. I had to put the baby down. <laughs> okay, all right. Brian, I, I confided in you today. I confided in you today. We had a three and a half hour trip or something crazy like that. Back up and back. I told you something about pastor. Let's see if let's see if you could say it without me leaving you. What did I tell you? Okay, repeat that again for me. 
I told you something about pastoring and me. I, I, I don't want to lead you. Do you remember what I said? Mm -hmm. Pastoring and you. Yes, I, I'll lead you just a little bit. I told you what I'm not. How I'm like Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You are, you are not a pastor. You are, you, 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 you more of a teacher, you more of a church planter. You know, you go get it started, you move on to the next one. Okay, you know, glad you, you said that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm glad you said that. Now, it was right when I said this statement, you said, well, that's why I cried attendance. Do you remember what I said? Uh, I'm trying to remember. You said a lot today. I said somebody's a far better pastor than me. Oh, Tempest. Hey, pay attention. Y'all pay attention. I said, I said, no, honestly. I said, dude, I'm no pastor. I suck. Yeah, Tempest the pastor. No. Okay, she said no, because he's not in that role. But go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, you just a, you just a preacher. Tip is the pastor. Do, do, do y'all? Okay, you, you you can mute your phone, Brian. Appreciate you. Think about this for a second. I don't care about my weaknesses. I am not, Marjorie. If you come to me crying, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know. What to do. I don't know, child. I don't know. Come on now. So Chantel coached for me. I don't know, dude. Okay, tell, get your stuff together. Come on, get this done. Is, is that by right, Chantel? Am I am I am I missing this? Am I missing the mark? Home run. That's home run. I, I don't look, look, I don't, look. Okay, is you done? Is you finished? All right, now that you finish, okay. What you gonna do now? Cause all this crying and ain't, ain't making no money. Is anybody shocked by this? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody's shocked by this. No. Why? Because I like being me. Because I don't need to be right. I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to be in harmony. I can't be right and brush your tears away. I ain't the one. I can be in harmony and lift you up. Start you on your way. Poor people, the only thing they have is their ability to be right. I know it hurts. I don't even mean to hurt you. Should you send me a private message? I'm gonna do the best I can to make you feel good. When you want me to apologize for what I'm saying, that's probably not gonna happen. I'm gonna apologize for not being in harmony with you, but I'm not trying to be right or wrong. I'm telling you what is objective. What is objective is very simple. Here's a piece of paper. This is objectivity. Means it, these are dividers. Here are dividers. <laughs> the, the administration gift was coming out. Okay, these are tabs, and this is a divider. They're okay. 
this hand is me mad at Marjorie. The reason I keep using her name because I can't speak this over her, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm not mad at Marjorie. I probably won't ever be, right? You get it? And she won't ever be mad at me. You know, so I'm trying to use someone that I won't speak over, okay? This hand is me being mad at Marjorie. This hand is Marjorie. Marjorie just did something wrong to me. And I won't let it go. So every time I'm right, I put myself in a winning position. What does that put Marjorie? A losing position. And what I do is, Marjorie, until I feel, until I feel that you can get out the losing position, you're going to keep living the losing position I have for you. Oh, we made up. Nah, F that. I'm mad at you again. Oh, we watching Netflix together. Nah, forget that. I had a flashback. We went to church. I feel good. Nah, he reminded me of you. Every single time that I, right here, hold on to my rightness, I keep her in wrongness. And when you struggle with forgiveness, what you're doing is you're making people live an apology. They've already apologized. They, are, they did. Who, who are you? When you make someone live an apology, it is for you to never let them down that cross. You keep them with just enough life that you can go nick them again. Mm. Now imagine you believers if they did your Lord that way. Imagine if he does you that way. Unfortunately, you don't have to imagine. It's something that I realize, Phil realizes, Susan, Neil Donald Walsh. To my knowledge, I think we're the only people, and Shannon. To my knowledge, I think we're the only people that realize this. I do have you on that cross. I am crucifying you. I am killing your God because there's only one of us in the room. And yes, I'm killing your Lord. No, there would be no resurrection because whatever I do unto you, I do also unto him. And that's a fact. So I don't get to not forgive you because it's every day that I crucify the one you say you love. It's not okay. It will never be okay. And you don't get to put someone on a cross and keep them until you feel better about them bleeding. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. Thank you, everybody. Love you all. We'll see you next Wednesday and for some other cool stuff throughout the week. Marjorie, you're a rock star for letting me use you as an example. Thank you.
<laughs> Thank you very much. Daryl, appreciate you for joining the class, man. I saw your comment earlier. You're a great addition, man. I appreciate you very much. Thank All you, right, sir. everybody. Thank you, man. Thank you. Bye, everybody.